doing great and has had an amazing week. Um, if you are new here and this is your first time listening, my name is Sav. I am an intuitive, a tarot reader, a psychic medium. I have been practicing astrology and many other metaphysical and spiritual practices for six years now and um, have now decided to teach others and give back to the universe. So welcome. I'm so happy that you are here. Today is a really exciting episode for me because it is something that I wish I would have had so many years ago when I first started. Um, and that is like a best friend, spiritual practicing person, because I just felt so lost and I didn't know where to start. If it wasn't for my shaman who I worked with, I would not have been able to really, really understand the principles of spirituality and what it actually means. And, you know, I think that the beginning of this journey can be really daunting for some and there's so much information out there and it's like well i you know i have these gifts does that mean i'm a witch does that mean i'm a shaman like what does that all mean right and there's so much more to it than that you know i i personally don't like to label things and i think that everyone has a gift and we are always so quick to say if you meet, if you match this criteria, then you must be X, right? But with spirituality, it's not that cut and dry. It's not that black and white. It's all just energy, right? It's all beautiful, energetic exchange. And so that's kind of what we're going to be diving into today is how to really start on your spiritual journey, what it all means, right? And then also just kind of seeing what maybe even your gifts are or finding out what your gifts are because everyone comes onto this planet with a purpose and you for sure have one if you are listening to this podcast and found this space of the internet so let's get started so one of the first things that i really want to dive into is shadow work it's the number one question i always get is how do i start this what is shadow work what is all of this and when I first started my practice, um, and I think that a lot of you have listened to the previous podcast, so you know a little bit about my history, but you know, I think that everyone has a past and we have baggage that we take with us and we have things that we don't process. And a lot of times, especially when we have younger childhood trauma, it is so easy to push that down, to not embrace your trauma and the things you've gone through because you're in survival mode. You're just trying to make it another day and there is no time. There's no time to process those emotions and those feelings and what does it mean? Why am I feeling this way? There's no time for that because you're just trying to live another day, especially through your childhood. And so when I first started on my spiritual journey, I was very naive and I was like, well, shadow work, like that sounds something for like really like dark things. Like I'm fine. I'm okay. And, uh, it, it really wasn't a priority for me and it reflected itself so much in my practices. And looking back, you know, you can really recognize that when you're an older version of you and looking back because I would do tarot readings and I still have pictures of them where 
it's all about me and it's, you know, hermit phase and reverse empress and death and the devil. And I was like, what the heck does this mean? Like, why? <laughs> I was like, I thought I'm living a really good life. What is wrong? And universe and spirit was trying to tell me that things were not right and that I was not okay. And I was unable to move forward in my practice and move into a higher ascension if I don't remove these blockages. And so that really is what shadow work is, is in order for us to find our light, we have to be able to face our darkness. And if we practice in spirituality, then what happens is that spirit tries to tell us in so many different forms and ways that our healing is priority right now. The, the understanding of the universe is very vital for someone's journey, but it's not the most important thing because spirit and spirit guides and our angels, they want us to be able to focus on ourselves so that we can be a higher vibrational being that can help the universe and help others with the gifts that you have. And so that is why shadow work is such a thing that is meant to be in the foreground and that I think that a lot of people that are healing see everywhere is spirit trying to tell you and say, hey, you know, you have things that you need to work on. And so how do you even start? How does one how does one start recognizing the things that you've been pushing down for so long? And so what I did and what I recommend is that I um I started doing free form journaling, which is where you write without pressure. You just write the thoughts in your mind, what comes to you and the things that spirit wants you to focus on will be illuminated that way. So sometimes like, especially when I would find myself like more so in um, like a distracted mindset or whatever it was, I would find prompts and they would be like, what what would you like to tell your childhood self or who would you want to forgive and it was prompts like that and i would just start writing and things would come up that i did not even think would were or would even be something that was still laying heavily on my heart and so Doing that and writing in free form is really something that is great for my overthinkers, really, really great for the people that don't know where to begin. And I just definitely think that this is something that has to happen for people in order to ascend and to become much higher in their journey because you have to get rid of those, those blockages. And so with that, we have shadow work that is just really the ability for us to tap into our darkest selves. And with that, you also recognize that there are things that you did not even know were something that were weighing heavily on you, but still are. Through the process of shadow work, we are able to then see the people that are still toxic around us. It allows us to establish boundaries by identifying the issues that we have, by identifying the triggers that we have, the difficulties. We are then able to go and create the necessary changes to protect ourselves and to find the love within ourselves to be able to make these changes, okay? And with that, you are able to see, I journaled about this. This is the person that 
made this happen. Let me open a dialogue or a communication or discussion with them so that we can talk about these problems because I will not accept that anymore. I will not put myself through this trouble anymore. And so shadow work is not just working on yourself. It's also working on relationships that you have control over. You have control over how people speak to you and you have control over vibrational beings that are trying to tell you to live your life a certain way when you don't agree with that necessarily. So shadow work is all about cutting out toxicity out of your life, protecting yourself, loving yourself enough to make the necessary changes, even if that means stepping away from relationships, from friendships, from family members that you thought you were going to have a relationship lasting over a lifetime with. And that comes by establishing healthy boundaries, which goes hand in hand with shadow work. And being able to have the confidence and the self-love to step away from those things to help you heal, to help you process. And stepping away from those relationships doesn't mean that that's a forever thing. It just means that for the moment, the relationship can continue because you have necessary things that you have to put into place in order to have a relationship with this person. And them not accepting that means really easily that you just cannot have them in your life right now because it doesn't bring positivity. It doesn't bring happiness, love, and light, and all of those beautiful things that you are deserving of. And so a lot of people, when they engage in this shadow work journey, they do a lot of different things when they start feeling themselves heal. It's almost like this burst of energy comes to where you're like, I am working on myself. I am healing. I'm going to dive into spirituality. I want to learn about witchcraft. I want to learn about crystals and chakras and Reiki and all of these different things. And those are beautiful, stunning practices. But the number one thing I can recommend for you is to just be present in the moment, allow yourself to heal and find the small little things that allow you to really process and be more present in your healing journey. And for me personally, that was working with chakra energy and crystals. If you are someone that knows me, you know my secret obsession has been, always has been, is crystals. I love my crystals. And ever since I was like six years old, I've been collecting crystals and rocks and I would go on walks and collect all of the rocks I could find that had a little bit of shine in them. And I remember I had a friend who had an actual like glass case of rocks in her room. And I would go over to her house just to see the rocks. It was an amazing time. Um, but looking back, you know, I think that a lot of us can kind of see what our gifts are and our inclinations when we were a child. So looking back on that childhood self, I think a lot of us can truly tell the different things that really are meant for us and where our gifts stem from. And so for me, um, that was very much crystals. And this goes really well with the shadow work journey because when I started diving back into rocks and crystals, I recognized that they weren't just beautiful things. They were actually high vibrational things. And so 
when we talk about crystals, we also have to recognize and appreciate the concept of chakras. So those two go hand in hand. And so there is a key concept. I'm not going to dive too deeply into it because I plan on making a separate episode of this, but I'm just going to go over the seven chakras just really quickly and then kind of say what type of blockages um, can be identified with that and what type of crystals may be stemming um, from that blockage. And so we start off with the first chakra, which is the red chakra. It is our very first chakra. The metaphysical aspects of it is the grounding and survival. And so this is really like the roots of a tree. This is what plants us firmly into the planet, into the earth. It is what gives us stability. It is also the thing that interferes with our immune system, the base of the spine, our legs, our feet. When you are ungrounded, which is oftentimes the thing that people struggle with the very most is this ungroundedness. It's an unsafe household. It is the place where you feel like you are financially not stable, where things are not making sense. And so it is very, very, very important that when you are looking into your shadow work journey, where is it that you had a lack of stability and find those corresponding crystals to help work with that energy. And I can very confidently say that when you start your spiritual journey, I highly recommend to look into this exercise and to really feel where your lack of stability may be and where your blockage may exist, because that is what is going to allow you to truly work through that. And crystals aren't going to be magical and, and immediately fix everything. But what they are is they are a supportive, a supportive tool that you can use to allow yourself to be in a higher, in a higher state of healing. Okay. And so going from our root chakra, we have the second chakra, which is our orange chakra. It is where we hold our relationships, our creativity, our power. If you are someone that had possibly incest or sexual assault or a sexual intimacy with a partner, that type of trauma is stored there. We have, this is where things like lower intestinal pain, bladder pain, infections, UTIs, over ovarian and uterine endometriosis pain stems from, is from our lovely orange chakra, our second chakra, the lower abdominal chakra. And so if you are someone that struggles with that, that is something to really associate a crystal with. And I'll go over what type of crystals associate with that when we are done with this chakra little section here. But this is such an important thing to witness and recognize because I think a lot of people overlook these chakras when they're doing their shadow work and going on their spiritual journey and just immediately go into crystals and they might not be corresponding to their journey. And so we go into the third chakra, which is your yellow chakra, the one where we have our self-esteem, our courage, and our trust. And so did someone tell you to not share your emotions? Did someone say that you were too emotional? Things eat away at you. This is where digestional, digestive issues come from, adrenal issues, feeling stressed, upper intestines. This is where we go when we are unable to trust our intuition and trust ourselves. 
Then we have the fourth chakra, the one where we have it, for, where we share our compassion and love. We have compassion and love for ourselves, for others. It is the chest area. And this is where we deal with resentment and guilt and grief. Are we processing a loss of someone? Are we are we constantly stuffing down our emotions and our feelings? That is where that type of chakra damage comes from. That is a chakra that you process on when you have a recent breakup or a recent loss. It's the heart chakra. That is what you work on. Um, the fifth chakra, our blue chakra, which is the, the communication, the creativity, the choice. It's our throat, thyroid, mouth area. Um, as a Taurus, this is my biggest problem right here, okay, uh, is our throat chakra. This is very much where you are indecisive. You are unable to speak your true emotion. It is where creative expression may have been subdued. It's where someone told you to be silent. It's where you didn't speak up when you were supposed to speak up. It's where a lot of our regret comes from. The sixth chakra, our purple chakra, is our intuition and our wisdom. It is where we are able to have emotional intelligence. It is the place where when we are out of balance, it is really, really difficult for us to connect with our inner voice, our intuition. And so if you are someone that deals with a lot of headaches, a lot of migraines, things of that sort, um, this is really, really a great chakra to work on for you because this is the third eye. This is where we really have the, the truest connection with spirit, with the universe. It's where we get all of our information from. And when you have that blocked, oh my gosh, it is not a fun place to be. It's a lot of headaches and a lot of not feeling connected to your inner self. The seventh chakra, the most beautiful chakra we have here is the white chakra. This is where we feel bliss, higher love, and spirituality. It is our pituitary gland. It is where our ego dies. Our sense of self becomes much higher. And the sense of death is something that this ego death is something that people say very loosely. And they're like, I'm having an ego death. But to really obtain to that point, really coming to that point is such a difficult part because you surrender yourself 100% entirely with body and spirit to the universe. You allow yourself to become a teacher for those that are still trying to unlock their chakras. You are becoming someone that surrenders ultimately to the next level of spiritual maturity. It is truly where you say, I surrender to the process of life and I will not let the daily things get in the way of my practice. It is really where you surrender your entire life, your entire being to spirit. Okay. So those are the chakras that we work with. That is kind of where our trauma is stored. And so Depending on what trauma you have, I really hope that that gives you a little bit of guidance as to where you need to work through those blockages, what it is that you need to focus on. So if you're someone that has a lot of strep throat or um, a lot of type of like throat pain, someone that doesn't speak their mind, speak their intentions, then you know you have a throat chakra blockage. And that throat chakra blockage is something that you can work on with you know, speaking your mind, allowing yourself to be open through your meditation, be open through your voice, all of those different things. And so for like that 
type of a chakra blockage. You could say I express myself easily and joyously. I make decisions easily. I express myself creatively. There's a lot of different ways to process through that. But for now, we're going to go with the corresponding crystals that I recommend for your chakra blockage. And so as we dive into crystals, one of the first crystals that I think is most helpful honestly, for anyone first starting their spiritual journey, processing, doing shadow work, getting rid of that gunk that is like still stuck to you. We have black obsidian for that root chakra. And what black obsidian does, it is emotional healing after trauma of any kind. So this is a really great stone for victims of sexual assault. It assists in expressing grief that is blocked, especially if you have any type of childhood trauma. It is something that really assists with irritability and restlessness. The black obsidian is, is truly like a shroud of protection. Black obsidian is something that helps you remove any type of negative energy from yourself, but also assists in allowing you to have the sense of freedom and protection when you are forced into a situation where you're around people that aren't like-minded or have brought you trauma or you haven't let go of yet. Black Obsidian is also really great for processing your emotions and finding out what it is that you need to release in order for you to ascend fully, okay? So Black Obsidian is really great, really, really great beginner stone for honestly anyone. I highly recommend Black Obsidian. And now we move into sacral chakra energy. And for this chakra, I highly recommend some tiger's eye, some carnelian. Um, those are both really, really great stones to help with your solar plexus and also your sacral chakra energy. So these are really like a two for one type situation. So when you get a carnelian or a tiger's eye, you are honestly working not only on your sacral chakra, but also your solar plexus. And what it does is it really reduces anxiety. It allows for isolation. It allows for feelings of inadequacy to really disappear. And it is something that allows you to have willpower, emotional stability, and make health improving routines and decisions for yourself. It is truly, these are tr two truly amazing stones to help you work through trauma, especially the sexual kind, um, and also focusing on the healthy habits that you need to create in order to ascend. And for our heart chakra, if you know me, if you watch any of my lives or my videos, then you know, you know that I love my rose quartz. I am a rose quartz advocate. I use it in my spell work. I use it in my self-love work. I use it honestly for everything. If you are someone that doesn't know, like if, if you are wanting to get only one crystal for everything, then I highly, 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 highly recommend rose quartz because it's like, it's a tool for everything. It is an incredible stone to have in your arsenary. The amazing thing about rose quartz is it allows us to give this forgiveness to ourselves for past mistakes, for things that we blamed others for. It is amazing to offload feelings of inadequacy. It's great for depression. It is amazing for just 
really overcoming abuse of any kind, including self-abuse, where we talk negatively to ourselves and say things that we probably shouldn't say. It's also an amazing stone for calling in love. So if you are someone that is diving into bringing in a new life partner or wanting to bring in self-love or love from others, I highly recommend to bring rose quartz with you, have it with you around your neck, have it with you in your pocket, wherever it is that feels good for you, definitely carry rose quartz with you. And if you know, you know that I'm absolutely obsessed with it. Um, and that goes hand in hand with our throat chakra, right? So throat chakra work is work that is very, um, it's where a lot of us store some trauma of not speaking our mind, not saying what it is that we want to say, you know, someone else saying the answer for you in class, even though you knew it, but you were just too scared to raise your hand, right? Like that's that type of like swallowing your words that happens. And lapis lazuli is such an amazing stone where it helps us take the responsibility and allows us to see that our actions and our our traumas weren't self-inflicted in some ways and that we have the ability to protect ourselves. We have, we have the capability to speak our mind and, and speak our, our truest intentions. It is where we learn to really not blame others for missed opportunities, but take responsibility for ourselves. It's also where we learn to just open up our voice and say what is on our mind, say what we're feeling, say what we're thinking. That's really all about opening up ourselves to our truth and speaking our truth. You know, it's a really, really beautiful stone to have. And so moving right into the third eye, we have sodalite. Sodalite, sodalite. It's such a delight. <laughs> sodalite is an amazing stone. It is really, really great from moving into your throat chakra to your third eye. It is where it comes, where we learn that our outer appearance isn't as important as we may think, that it's all about our inner workings, our inner self. It is where we start beginning to separate ourselves from our ego and where we truly dive into the soul work of things, it is where we welcome growth and wisdom into our life and allow for new magical things to happen and it allows for wisdom and messages from the universe to come to us and it's just a really really great stone for third eye activation for crown chakra i could speak on this all day i love crown chakra energy working with crown chakra i work with personally with moonstone and clear quartz and amethyst but what i most recommend for people first starting on their spiritual journey is definitely getting some amethyst amethyst is amazing because it really acts like a beacon for your spirit guides. It allows for spirit, the universe, to send you messages that you are requesting, asking for. It helps really bring in manifestations. It is an amazing, amazing stone. It is the literally the healer of all of the chakras. It is an amazing, amazing stone. And it is so that we remove ourselves from addiction. It helps with obsessive compulsive disorders, hyperactivity. It also just helps you be much more calm. It helps with headaches. It helps with honestly everything. Like amethyst is an everything stone. It's also where you can protect yourself against harm from others or people that are not wishing you positivity. And it is also a stone that just really, really helps 
you connect with spirit and your guides and your highest self. So that was kind of my like little spiel of what I recommend for crystals. And if you're someone that doesn't have any or you're lacking some that I mentioned, I highly recommend to have these as your beginner set because as you move through this healing journey, which is so important, it's so important for you accessing your higher self and finding your gifts. These are stones that you're going to really work through and that are going to help you with your journaling and help you with your processing. You know, as you as you work through that sacral chakra, that root chakra, you recognize that you move up, you move through the solar plexus and the heart chakra and suddenly carnelian and suddenly black obsidian aren't crystals that speak to you, but it's more tiger's eye and rose quartz. And so having these really, really assist you in accessing these higher fundamentals of yourself. And so... I highly recommend for everyone to have at least one of these stones or one that's corresponding with the journey that you are currently on. And while you're journaling or processing, having one of these stones close to you or in your vicinity, it can really, really help you with processing all of the different things that you need to process. And so this is going to be a multiple part series where we are going to try and discover, you know, what type of spiritual practices we are meant to adopt throughout this journey, what it is that we are meant to do, how we are meant to heal. But in order to find those out, we first have to do some inner work. We have to do some inner light work and discover more parts about ourselves, and allow ourselves to kind of get rid of that dust and that gunk that is really like blocking all of our chakras and all of that. So I highly recommend for you to this week, especially with this full moon coming up, take the time to do some processing, some shadow work, work on yourself, integrate the chakra knowledge that you have now and buy some crystals or use the crystals that you have to really assist you in working through that and working through some of that chakra work and the blockages that you have. Next week, I will be releasing another episode and we are going to start discussing different types of practices, spiritual practices, how to access those and just really dive deeply into different things that we might be capable of doing, how to discover what your life path is meant to be, and different types of corresponding things that can help you, some book advice and some just general advice that I can give you for that kind of journey of trying to discover who you are, okay? So I am wishing you guys nothing but love and light. Thank you for sitting through this podcast with me. Thank you for being here. I am so genuinely happy and appreciative of everyone that takes the time out of their day to sit here with me to work on themselves. You are really making such a difference in the world. Even if you don't see it yet, you are so important. You are worthy and you are valued. I really am wishing you so much self-love, so much abundance, and I cannot wait to tap into this episode next week. I'm sending you guys all the love and light. Mwah!